0: Log
1: Talk Radio. Come get you live. It is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite children's stars. Buzzworthy starts now. Hey, everybody, this is John Driscoll from Young and the Restless, the new Philip Chancellor the Fourth. You are listening to Buzzworthy Radio right now with Novell. Stay tuned for what's coming up, what's happening, what's going on, and what will be coming up, what drama to be expected on your favorite soaps. Listen in.
2: Hey, everybody. How are you? Welcome to our m- Memorial Day edition. Oh, my goodness. I couldn't even remember what holiday it was. Memorial Day edition of Buzzworthy Radio. I'm your host, Navelle J. Lee. We are live right now on the East Coast, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific Coast Time here on blogtalkradio.com. We actually implore all you listeners out there to call in into our show tonight. The phone number to call in is 646-595-4228. Or if you have any suggestions or comments or anything that you want to express in our chat room, please feel free. The chat room is open right now. And you can send us an email. You can send us emails at nathalie at buzzeradio.net. Basically, the show tonight, we're going to be discussing what's going on. What is going on with The Young and the Restless right now? It's, it's pretty much the topic of discussion. And for those of you who don't know exactly what I'm talking about, let's, let's fill you in. Last week, news broke out that Chris Engen, who played the role of Adam Wilson or Victor Newman Jr., whatever name that you would like to express for him, decided to up and leave the show. He just decided in the middle of his contract that he was not going to play out the story anymore, and he decided to quit the show. There have been speculating reports as to why Chris decided to leave the program. Uh, majority of the reason or majority of the opinions from everybody happens to be the fact that he did not want to kiss someone of the same sex. And that's pretty much what we have been hearing as of late. But of course, there's always two sides to every story. You don't know exactly what's going on. And in my personal opinion, I don't think that's just the extent of the reason why he walked out. I believe that there is more to the story, but with him not issuing a statement, it's just going to make him look bad and, and worse in the long run. Uh, hey, hey, Diane, how are you? Hey, Matt in the chat room, and all those who have just signed into the chat room and continuing to sign into the chat room, um, all the guests, register at blogtalkradio.com with a screen name so you can participate in the chat room as well. But as I was saying before, I really believe there is another side to the story that we haven't heard yet, and do I think we're going to hear the story? Yes. Am I surprised we haven't heard a story yet? Yes, I am. It's just amazing to me that we haven't heard a statement from this actor, and that he really shot himself in the foot with any other potential roles that he can possibly get in daytime. There are also reports that Chris Engen has not been happy with the direction of the storyline for several months now. He did not like the fact that his character was going darker, and he was doing all these maniacal, evil things on to these people, and he was very upset with that. And he did not like that direction of the storyline. Personally, for me, if I were if I were playing a if I were playing a storyline like that. I'd eat it up. I really would. I would eat it up. There is... I mean, yeah, you're portraying somebody else. This is not who you really are, but the point of the matter is take the extent out of the gay kiss that was supposed to happen. Let's take the gay kiss out of it. Let's take the extent of where the storyline was going, the doctor's storyline, where it was going. Let's take those two subjects out and just think about this one notion. You do not get up and walk out of your contract in the middle of a huge storyline that you are playing you do not just get up and quit it would have been a difference if uh, you were requesting to be out of your contract it would have been different if you gave them more attention but let, let, let's put it that way if you gave them some uh, attention that you wanted to get out of your contract instead of just up and leave without any word or hesitation you just up and left no words, no nothing. What's that going to look like to the rest of these producers and casting agents on these, different, on these different shows that may want to hire you? They will not want to hire you. It's interesting also, for any of you who did not listen to this show, make sure you listen to TV Talk Radio here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. Dan J. Kroll, founder of Soap Central, does his weekly injections every Monday at 7 p.m. on the show, hosted by Sean Daly, a.k.a. Sean O'Mac. He actually did a show tonight, and I was, I was able to be a part of it for a few a few minutes, and we discussed this as well. And it's interesting to hear about how a majority of people at Soap Central are in favor of the fact of what Chris has done that he upped and left the show. It's... It's very interesting that we were able to hear such positive feedback in what, Chris was able, in what Chris was able to do. And it's funny from the response that I have seen at the message board I posted at a daytime royalty that it's, it's up in the air. I would say 70-30 are upset with the fact of what Chris has done. I would go by that percentage, and it's not even just to the extent of a gay kid. I mean, well, it is on on some levels, where they feel like he just did this because he's a homophobe, or you know, they're basically just drag, dragging the name through the mud instead of trying to find out exactly what is there, what 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 more there is to the story. That that's pretty much the extent of the whole thing. Dan needs to go on at 8 instead of 7 because it's too early. I'll let him know that. <laughs> I'll let him know that guy that he needs to go on at, at, at 8 instead of 7. He'll ch- we'll push his show back an hour.
3: <laughs>
2: but uh, it's, just, it's just crazy that it's getting to that point there. And another point I do want to mention is that the role has been recast with Michael Muni. Many fans know him from playing on Veronica Mars, which was on um, the CW or, or UPN or whatever network it is now. You know, it has so many name changes um, Then I changed my panties. And uh, he is now being cast in the role of Adam Wilson on the show. And it's just funny how quick this role was recast. I mean, I know that soaps work in a very, very quick way in order, if something happens with an actor, if they have to go and do emergency surgery or something personal happened if they have to like, leave for a few weeks or a few days and everything and they have to do emergency casting, they're rather quick about that. But this was a little too quick. I mean, if you think about it, this was a little too fast. I mean, how are you able to come up with a, with a recast in just two hours? I mean, I just found out about it in two hours after the news broke out that Chris up and walked. How are you able to do that? There's speculation about that as well, that you know, Y&R may have been going after this for quite some time now, and that maybe they were looking for a way to get Chris Engen out. And what better way to get him out than create a monotonous storyline to play out that he wouldn't approve of and bring on Michael Muni into the park? There's just just so so much speculation about this. It's undeniably unbelievable, but like I said, I honestly don't know what's going on. Not to do a lot of other people, but it just is amazing at the fact of what steps will be taken in order for someone to want to opt out of the contract. You want to look at an example. Look at Roscoe Bourne. He did the same thing. Let's let's go that route. Roscoe Bourne did the same thing when he was on All My Children. I forgot the name of the character he played. I'm sure Di might know, so she might be able to help me out. But Roscoe, born with the same thing, was going through the same thing, and that there were some personal issues that were happening outside of work, and he just decided to up and leave the show. All my children sued him. They settled out of court. And he really did not do much at, at the time. He had like a day player part play on Guiding Light when he paid Peter played Peter Rieland on the show, and that lasted like a hot minute. But then it turned around for him when he had a long-term part on The Young and the Restless playing Tom Fisher. So it can happen where they bounce back, but Roscoe Bourne went through the same ordeal. I believe others went through the same ordeal as well. I, I just can't remember the names for the life of me. But Honestly, this is, this is what I want you all to do. For those of you who are listening to the show right now, if you want to call in and voice what you think about the Chris Engen situation, call into the show and tell us exactly how you feel about what Chris has done. What are your thoughts as to why he left? Or what are your thoughts as to the Sutton recast that we have coming onto the show? And what do you think should be done? Should YNR sue him, or should YNR just leave it as is and just roll with the punches? For those of you who want to call in and discuss that, our phone number to dial in, again, is 646-595-4228. In my opinion, I don't think they should sue him, only because it will just make YNR look a little bit worse for the wearer. Only because, really, why would they? Why would YNR want to draw that attention to themselves, bad publicity to themselves? Why would they want to do that? Because if this really was going on, Chris Engin's beliefs, YNR would look like the bad guy in the situation. And they really, I don't really think they want to do that to themselves. So I, I don't think that. I, I honestly don't think YNR will. Uh, Sue Chris, for anything, really? What do they have to gain from it? They're already number They're already the number one rated show. They don't really need anything else. So I don't know, but uh, we have we have callers coming into the line right now. Let's start taking some right now. We're going to take this call. Caller from area code six one eight. You're on the line. How are you?
1: Hey good. Navelle?
2: Yeah. Yay,
1: yeah, hey, it's Matthew.
2: Hey, Matt, how's it going?
1: Good, how are you?
2: Good, good. So, uh...
1: Good, good. Um... We we, we talked
2: about this last week, and, and, you know, we got into it a little bit. Uh, What are your thoughts on the whole thing?
1: One, I'm I'm extremely surprised because, um... uh, just that he would... I mean, if this is indeed true, that he would walk away from a role like this where um a role like um that has uh, um made um, like like kick as the world turns uh van Hansen and jake silverman how i mean it's like catapulted them to to new heights and it's it's really it's mind boggling to me and uh and to especially to y n r which is basically the crown jewel of the soaps now i mean to to walk away, I mean, I mean, there's got to be so many actors clamoring at the bit to be um, a part of that. I'm, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm just calling just to say I'm just in so disbelief that Chris would walk away from that.
2: Do you think he was forced out?
1: Um, I just, yeah. I mean, to me, it would just seem like, I mean, why would you not want to do that? I mean, he just, I mean, it must be his personal beliefs. I would think because why would you not want to walk away from the number one soap on daytime TV and here in the U.S. To, to do that? So, I don't know. I don't know. That's how I feel. I'm just, it sounds like it's more Chris than, than uh, the producer. So, I don't know. That's how I feel. So.
2: Now, what do you think? Do you think y would sue him?
1: Um he is an incredible actor. I will give him that much. I I enjoyed him as Adam, but I, I just think there's too many people waiting in line to, um, to step into that role. So whether or not why sues him, um, I, I don't know. I don't think that, I mean, they are not hurting for audience, obviously, but, uh, but I think it's more or less Chris that shot himself in the foot. And, Maybe he ruined his whole career by doing this. So that's my thought, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's just like I said before.
2: It was a little too it was a little too quick in order for them to bring Michael Muni onto the show. So maybe there maybe it was more Chris than it was producers. Another thing I want to point out was I, I found out from a reliable source they were visiting the YNR set. Okay. And okay. they would see they saw Chris Engen as a very distant person. He didn't talk to anybody. he was pretty much a loner, and he would just go to the makeup room do his do his thing, and that was it so it was just it, it you know it just seemed like I, I don't know I don't know how to put that i i would i guess I would say that he was just uh, I I guess he was not happy at line art. I don't think he was happy there. And and people would kill to have a storyline of what he's playing right now. They they would have... Oh, yeah, I mean... Dad Luckinville would be lucky enough to have a story like that. What's he doing? <laughs> yeah, you know? <laughs> what, what is he doing? And, I mean... Go ahead. It's just... It's absolutely crazy that you want to walk out on a story of a lifetime because. I mean, I understand, if this does fall on his belief, I understand where he's coming from, but I also understand where the show's coming from. You're leaving in the middle of your contract. You know, you're le- you're up and leaving in the middle of your contract. You're not done. You know, they, could do, they could do tons of things to you, you know, to get money out of you. And look at it this way. If they have to do reshoots with this new actor, that could cost them money in order to reproduce those scenes. You know, and they could go to his manager and get the, the money from them. So it's kind of I really don't know how to feel about it. You know what I mean? It's like it's kind of a it's kind of a moot point.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and those of you who follow the show from so many years ago, I mean you just know how um Anna Maria Bell has turned this show around and her writing team. I mean, they have undone all the damage that was done to the show, and which it was. I mean, this is basically the crown jewel of today's soap opera. And to, I don't know, I don't know, I just feel like I, I am totally, I, I've liked Chris. I've, I, I think he did a, an amazing job as Adam. And I'm really disappointed that he would walk yeah. away from something like this. And um, especially, I mean, I crammed in the last week before the show because I just wanted to make sure I was like brought up to speed on it. And yeah. I mean, it, it is amazing it, the, the how they're bridging the past, to the feet, to, to what's going on now. I mean, that is, I mean, the today's soap barber is an endangered species and to what what y n r is doing is they're they're showing how how to do it how to survive and for right. Chris to walk away from it is just it just i don't know again beyond me so I just wanted to, i mean that was mainly my point i I have no idea why he was doing it and uh but just wanted to voice my opinion that. Wayanar, it has returned to the greatness it once was, and uh, it's really a shame that he doesn't see that. You brought up some. You brought up
2: some very, very validated points. Absolutely, and we definitely got more callers coming in. Uh, my switchboard just lit up, and
3: <laughs> that's good. Well,
2: thanks,
1: <laughs> thanks, Devel, for taking my call. I really appreciate it.
2: Anytime, man. Thanks
1: so much. Oh no problem. Great show. So, talk to like you soon. Take okay. care. You too. Bye. Bye-bye.
2: I just want to give a quick plug out. That was not my co-host, Matt, but it was another Matt. He was, uh, he was actually my roommate on Rock the Soap, and he's going to be my roommate again on Rock the Soap 2. Oh, by the way, check out rockthesoap.com for all information on Rock the Soap 2, what you need to do in order to sign up for the VIP club, the fan clubs, and make, make your deposit. Make your $300 deposit now for a room on Rock and Soap 2. It's going to be a blast. I had fun on the first main and voyage. You're going to have fun going on the next one. Just check it out, Com. So now that I gave an unofficial plug to that, <laughs> let's get back to the callers here with, uh, with our y and discussion here. Area code 603. You're on the line oh my right God. now. How are you?
4: <laughs> hey, now, Val. Hey, Hey, Who, it's who actually, are you talking with? Tammy, you stop. We're doing a conference call. It's my turn. Now, Val, it's Melissa. Hi,
2: <laughs> <I'm> Melissa. <laughs> How are you? You're
4: uh, your Nuke's North Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> From North Hampshire, that's right. Well, remember the last time I talked to you, I said I was actually going to start watching the show?
2: Yes.
4: I actually started watching the show. What'd you think of it? I, to, I am in love with the show. I. I think I've watched like seven episodes today, and I'm totally catching. <laughs> and I wanted more. I'm like, oh my god! But we had to come on your show, so I have to say that as a brand new fan. Oh,
2: that's dedication right there, baby. <laughs> as, as
4: a, and you can totally thank Maddie for it because he talked me into it. But as a brand new fan, I have to say that what I've seen so far, I am absolutely hooked. The show is is amazing. The writing is outstanding. The acting is phenomenal. The character interaction, of course, they don't have any history at all or, or you know of the show at all, but what I've seen is just phenomenal, and I am so looking forward to watching more of it and I can't wait until you know I just can't wait to see what happens next. I just can't wait. I love it so
2: that's great. I'm glad that you're a fan of the show. It's a really good it's a great show right now it's you know i I'm probably preaching to the choir. For those that are longtime viewers of The Young and the Restless, but it Maria Bell, Hogan, Schaefer, and Paul Roush—they're doing an amazing job on the show. They turn it around completely. And Jamie, I know you've been watching uh, The Young and the Restless for a long yeah. time, and yeah. I'm sure that you have heard about the Chris Engen news and all that stuff mm-hmm. that was going on behind the scenes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: For you, yeah. what was what was your first thought? What were your first thoughts of when you heard it?
0: When I heard about Chris Yeah I I was I was I was shocked 'cause I, I it's just like okay, but why would you do that? And and, and like you, I get if there was some kind of religious beliefs or whatever like that, I can totally understand it. You know, I get that, you know, you but at the same time I totally understand the show's point. You just walked away from in the middle of the two year contract.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And and we have to reshoot or do whatever we need to do, and we have to recast it. And the thing is, I mean, like uh, Maddie said, think about Jake for a minute, okay? He went into ATWT knowing he was going to be playing a gay character. Um, Everybody says, for a straight actor, that is suicide, whatever. Jake took the chance. Jake is, like, probably at his most popular right now. Um There's no way he could have gone wrong with that. Um, I I think Chris made a mistake by leaving, and um, that he'll be lucky if he hasn't shot himself in the foot by doing it. Um, It's going to be really interesting to see if he can pick up from that. I mean, look what happened to Isaiah uh, Washington when he made his little, you know. Yeah. We all know what that was. I mean, I think he really (laughs) shot himself in the foot with that.
1: Um, Yeah. I agree with I that. Was, I, was, I that. was
0: very amazed. It was just, uh, wow, okay, that just is so sudden and crazy.
2: This was, it, it's just a, like I said to Maddie, it's a story of a lifetime for any actor yeah, to play out.
0: Any actor. And,
2: exactly. And he, he's got that story on the play out, and he doesn't want it. I mean, how yeah. many actors have you heard that do not want to play a storyline because it's too dark for them? They're yeah, going, right. this storyline,
3: I, like I thought, was supposed
2: to show acting. him, that's that's my point, that they're yeah. supposed to show death as an actor, and this exactly. storyline would show death as an actor for Christmas. Definitely, definitely. And
0: definitely.
2: I have to be honest, once he started playing this darker part, I started to like him in the role. Yeah, I didn't like See, exactly. him at the beginning.
0: I, I didn't like him either. I didn't like him either, but I was loving this latest stuff as it was going on, you know, like him becoming blind, and uh, after that was when I started liking him, because I didn't like him when he first came on at all, but they started taking him down this path, and it was great. And you know what? Um, And just to say this in the positive play, I think Zan would kill for a part like that, because Zan likes to dig his teeth into something, you know? Mm -hmm. And and, and that's the thing. Most, Most actors that I've heard of like to sink their teeth into something that is out of their out
2: of They're comfort
0: zone, yes. So it's like, who wouldn't want that part? And well, you're right, let's, I, I let's, like, like Tad. Um, he's not doing much right now. He's uh, uh, Victoria's yeah. husband, like, you yeah. know.
2: <laughs> That's right. And let's, let's rewind a little bit. Last Monday when we had John Driscoll on, um, there was a quote yeah. that actually Roger had posted on his uh-huh. We Love Soaps blog. Uh, make mm-hmm. sure you check that out as well in regards to the interview that he did with me about wanting to play a different role. I mean, as you right. all know, John Driscoll played the role of Coop on Guiding Light before he was released from the show, and he was clean cut. He was a yeah. good guy. He didn't really have any yeah. like evil kind of qualities to him or anything that. And he and didn't like have that. a dark side. He didn't have a dark side. And he, sort of, and he said that, you know, as an actor, you want to challenge yourself. You know, and this is, this is exactly, this falls into that category with Chris. You know, this storyline that's going on right now, this did challenge him, and it challenged him to a point where he was actually doing so well on the show. I know there, yeah. I know there was a poster out there that said they don't know what I see in this actor, but you know what? It, it was just this storyline in particular that changed his acting ability, which made him a better actor in what he was doing. And because it seemed like to... he was doing
0: so much more than trying to just be like a Victor um, wannabe. It like it, it 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 became instead of effortless, I guess, or easy, so to speak. It became more complex, and he's actually showing his range
4: with right. the story.
0: Line. And right. and if it was progressing the way it should, you know, and if what they're talking about the whole thing with race it would only enhance that and continue to get dark and, you know, but now we'll never know with Chris because he left.
1: Right.
2: Right. See, Melissa, this is what you have been missing that that you have been (laughs) watching R, All this good stuff that's happening backstage you're missing out on.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The show is amazing right now.
2: But the show is amazing right now despite (laughs) that. But uh, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's it's crazy. And we're going to get into a little bit more about YNR, besides the Chris Engen thing, in just a moment. Um, you guys, thank you so much for calling me. We're going to get to the next uh, call right now. Thanks so much again. All right. Let's take uh, this next caller from Area Code 202. You're on the line right now. How are you? Navelle. Hey. How are you?
3: It's Scott.
2: What's going on, Scott? How are you?
3: I'm well, and I totally agree with Jamie. I mean, I mean, uh, it's like suicide to, you know, um, get out of contract with two years left. I mean, it's it's dumb,
2: especially when when the role, the storyline is so meaty. You know, what I mean, it's just it makes it even worse. And like I said in the beginning, there's no issued statement. There's no issue statement. Why why are we not getting a statement? That's what I want to know.
3: It's bizarre.
2: But and, go ahead. What I well what I was going to say before you had continued, I was going to say that no issue statement, no nothing. We're all speculating right now and it's just going to make him look worse for the wear to a point where they may not even want to hear his side of the story. I'm not saying that that's not necessarily true, but, but it's just it's horrible for this actor right now because of what he had just did. Despite, all right, let's take the beliefs out of this. Let's, let's just leave the beliefs out because that's what a lot of people are saying right now on message boards that he did the right thing because he stuck over his beliefs. All right, that's fine. Let's take that out of here for a minute. You still don't walk out in the middle of your three years. Of your three-year no, contract,
3: never, never, never. I mean, it's it, it's bizarre.
2: Why do you think he walked out?
3: Um, I think there's a lot of issues, and um, and I think the uh, the gay kiss pu- pushed him over the edge.
2: Really? Uh,
3: yeah. I mean, I think there was other like a lot of other stuff, and you know, it's um. It's kind of sad. I think it's sad.
2: Here's an interesting thought. Um, I actually had two comments in the chat room, one from Rake, one from Rake and one from Seattle Girl. Uh, Rake said he's probably not talking because he's still on contract with YNR, which then um, segued into Seattle Girl, who just posted this right now, saying that he may not be able to talk right now because if YNR said if he does, they would sue him that's speculation but that actually sounds very feasible.
3: Oh that that's totally feasible. Yeah.
2: So that's probably why he's not talking. Maybe maybe that is the reason why he's not saying anything. But still that that's kind of that is kind of shabby, but again this is me not knowing the inside of technical stuff like that. But I understand it
1: though. But
3: yeah, yeah, it, but it's still, um, it's that the, there's something like fishy about it. I don't like it.
2: So you don't think it's like all Chris? It's more, it's like Y and R, and Chris, or maybe more Y and R than Chris.
3: It, it's a I think it's a combination. Okay. And um, and he's a great. He's a great actor. I think you know but to leave the number one rated soap opera that mm-hmm. with a steady job in the middle of a contract is bizarre, I think. Yeah. There's, there's something going on there.
2: What I wanted to um, ask you, I asked this to Matt. I didn't ask this to Jeremy and Melissa, but I wanted. let me ask you this what did you think of when you heard the news when Michael Muni was cast as the new Adam?
3: I was shocked. I mean, I mean, because... Because it I mean, was too I, quick, I, right? I, what's
2: that? Because it was too fast.
3: It was so quick.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And and um, and this Adam was, was, was very dynamic and very interesting. I mean, I mean... People I know that watch the show are were like, oh, he's really good,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and, and, and he's amazing. He, he's he's an amazing actor, but um, you know, it's hard when you recast like that quick. You don't you don't you lose people who are in the storyline.
2: Now, now, do you think with them recasting, as Do you think that YNR probably had his probably had their eyes on him for quite some time now, because that was too quick for them to even, like, do a search to replace him Yeah, I mean, that, they that, normally that's... are supposed to do casting calls in order to recast there was not even a casting call this was just out of the blue happening in less than two hours
3: mm-hmm. and so that's and something I, I don't understand I, it it was um, again out of the blue and I think it had to be his call, and he just like walked out and so boom i mean it's 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 rather bizarre to me,
2: honestly, I don't think we'll know a lot more until Chris makes a statement because that's this is all we've got. I still think that without his saying anything, it's just gonna make him look worse for the wear than what it already is. But until we get that statement, then we'll probably be able to have some light shed on the subject. I mean, I like you said, I don't honestly think it was just about the kids. I think it was a lot more than that. I mean, if you read the sub, if any of you read the sub's report by Nelson Brango, I mean, it was, it did say that there was a co-star saying he was battling inner demons or and and he was off. Really, what is that supposed to mean? You know what I mean? It, that could be a number of things that was going on with the guy. And okay. We just don't know exactly what those inner demons are, and even if he does talk, we probably will never know what those inner demons are but I don't know it just it seems a little bit as I said he was off this situation seems a little bit off, and that's pretty much all I can' say that
3: <laughs> I agree.
2: <laughs> There's like no more that you can say about it except this is just off. It's just completely oh. off, and it's just in. Like I said, it's interesting to hear how many people are showing their support in what he did. Me, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence from what he did
3: uh, I, really I, I, I I I I'm 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 leaning against it. I I, I think it's cowardly.
2: Really? See, I didn't think that.
3: Now, that 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 that's how I lean. That he um he's using it as an excuse. I mean I mean come on. I mean he's got a contract I mean people, people need jobs. And he's yeah. walking away from a job for what?
1: That's right. It, it's just
2: it's just something so small. I mean, here's here's another thing that I also heard about this kiss. Um Trying to get it exactly as how I heard it. What was supposed to happen? I guess in the midst of what he, what the character of Adam is doing to Ashley by gaslighting her, I believe Race is supposed to find out about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And from what I understand of it, he kisses Race in order for him to keep his mouth shut. That's twisted. That's a good it's twist. twist. It's still twisted. And I heard he didn't like that. He didn't like the fact that he was going to kiss him because of the fact that he's just using—he's just using the character in order to get what he wants. Isn't that what Victor Newman does? You are Victor Newman's son.
3: I mean, I mean, the character is like a user and like like poisoning his own eyes. And you know, hello. Why wouldn't he like go to the extremes? He's already going to extremes anyway. Mhm. You might
2: as well just continue that.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's you know, If you're gonna like torture someone, he's torturing Ashley. Mhm. Um. Why wouldn't he's torturing himself? I'm like, hello. It it doesn't. Uh-huh. It, it's right in character, I think.
2: Yeah, it is right in character. And another thing is that I want to employ this out there. I mean, for the new actor to come in as fast as he did, you know, this is not his fault. He didn't cause any of this. So, you know, I know there's going to be fans out there that's going to see this new actor come into the part and and just start hating on the guy because he took over the part. What did he do? He just got a job. That's all he did. What? You know, he just got a job. I think that you should give Michael Muni a chance. Uh, for any of you who watches YNR and any of you who's listening right now, give him a chance on the show he could bring some other aspects to the character of Adam that Chris couldn't even bring to him. And just just give him a shot instead of just castrating him to the wolves because of the fact he came in after Chris Engen just up and left the show. Give him a shot. That's all I will say in regards to Michael.
3: No, 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 I I agree. I totally agree. I mean, give him a shot, and it's just, he's got, like, you know, it's hard to be recast. And, and and Noel Noel Beck has done a great job doing you know for Martha mm-hmm. and will Turn, but but it's it's it, it's a it's a long haul.
2: She definitely had some big shoes to fill on that show, definitely had some big shoes. But I think she's she's doing all right. She's pulling her own. So but it, it's still it, it's still hard. It was hard when even Heather Rattray played the part. It's going to be hard for anyone who comes in after Martha Byrne to play that part. So it's just...
3: Of course. I mean, replacing a legacy character.
2: hmm That's exactly it. Well, thank you thank you so much, Scott, right. for calling in and uh, saying how you felt about everything that's going on with the show. It was very appreciated. Good talking to you. Good talking to you. Take okay. care. All right, we did have someone from California come on the line. They hung out, so I'm imploring you, Area Code 925, call back into the show. Um, definitely want to hear what you got to say. But it's just weird, not just with that stuff. I'm, I'm anticipating finding out the what Maria Bell has to tell, tell about Nelson in regards to what's going on with the show, only because I'm interested in what she has to, see, what she has to say in regards to writing for the African Americans on the show. I mean, as we all know, they, they're nothing but wallpaper now. To me, they're nothing but wallpaper. I don't know why I think that, I, I, I guess I'll say they're wallpaper because what are they doing? <laughs> what are they doing on the show? It's not as if they, they're able to write for them correctly. And it seems like the only way they were able to write for them correctly was when Victoria Rao was still on the show. That's just my opinion. I'm going to stick to it. But I seriously do think that they didn't know how to write for them, unless they had Drusilla Winters in the mix, which is kind of offbeat. But that's what I saw. That's just that's just what I've seen in the past. But I don't know. I'm I'm kind of anticipating where that's going to go as far as what Maria has to say about that. I mean, it's very. This is me, I guess, uh, sort of agreeing with her. Like, it's hard to write black. Since I've heard them say that before, I can understand it since they never lived through it. But it still sucks that we're seeing it in such a way that it's not portrayed how African Americans really are, and that's kind of where I stand with that. And we're gonna um, we're gonna get off of that one um, for just a second and go into this one here. How cool was it that we saw Tom Beard's face appear on the show two weeks ago? What was that like? What were your thoughts on that? Seeing Tom Beers back on the show, you got Trisha Cass back on the program. Henceforth, you're bringing on John Driscoll playing Philip Chancellor the fourth, and we're seeing Tom Beers' face on the show, who's supposed to be Philip Chancellor the third. What was that like? Since Melissa and Jamie are still on the line, we're going to take them back on the show. So I unmuted you again. And, Hi. Uh, I'll let yeah. Jamie handle this. Yeah, Jamie, you
0: handle um, this one. <laughs> Seeing Tom Beers again, first of all, I was very excited when I found out that he was, you know, back and like, wow, that is just so cool um, that they're bringing that back. Because again, it's them dipping back into that rich well of history that they have, and totally unraveling this whole thing that we knew was Philip. And Philip Chancellor, and I wondered, I hoped, when it was first revealed that you know Philip III and uh, Kane were switched at birth, and blah blah blah, that somehow, some way, we would be going here. So um, having Tom, Tom back is just totally awesome, exciting, and I can't wait to see where where that's going, especially with um Kane and that phone call. Um, when he's, you know, he's all like, "I got in, I got the job." They don't expect anything, and you're just like, "Huh? What in the world is going on here? This is exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad he's back."
2: Do you think he's gonna turn out to actually be Philip, or do you think they're gonna wind up making him someone else? What are your opinions on that? Because we, we don't know what they're gonna do with him.
0: I don't know. Um, that's that's a, you know, it's it's fun to have a plot where. You really don't know what's going to happen um it could it could be that maybe he is Philip the third, and um this whole thing with you know is just a, some kind of elaborate scheme somehow I mean that is totally possible, and I have no doubt that Maria Bell could pull that off and make it work um or it could be something totally different that we're just not expecting, but there's definitely a reason why. He's back, um, and why he's there, and why you, you know they expressly got Tom Beard back on the show. So um, whatever's going to happen, it, it looks like it's, it's going to be really, really good, and that, that's what I think.
2: And you- newcomer to the show, Melissa, we're watching the show. What, from what you have seen, what what stories have you? like? What characters are you loving right now, and what you can't wait to see more of?
4: Well, of course, I'm a huge Philly Miller fan since last year's Soap Fest, so I'm loving Billy Miller right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I actually uh, right now really um, caught up in the whole uh, Jack, Sharon, Phyllis, Nick, <laughs> all that drama. I was watching that, and I was just like, oh my god, they did that so well. But I was also really, I mean, loving that, but really paying attention to, like, the mentions of, um, you know, the Chancellor, the Chancellor family, the history, writing the script, which of course I don't have any background on that at all, but just really paying attention to that and picking up the clues, and I'm trying to imagine if I was a long-term viewer, how those clues would would be more meaningful to me, Um, because right now all I can think of is, oh, they're, you know, they're, they're... you know, building building it up. So when this all happens, people are going to go like, "Oh yeah." Um, so it's really kind of interesting as a brand new viewer watching and paying attention to those clues and seeing and you know wondering, you know, what's what, how are they going to do that? And that's you know how are they going to do that? I mean, I'm really I'm really excited to see how they're going to bring um, John Driscoll in and working with the whole Kane and um, Philip Chancellor III and all that storyline because I am completely. I'm totally caught up in what is going to happen next because I am like, I can't even imagine how they're going to work out those details and just very excited. And if and if a show can do it, they can definitely do it.
2: Oh, absolutely.
4: So I'm just, I'm really looking forward to that.
2: Absolutely. They're they're definitely going to be able to do that. We're going to leave you on here for just a second. We're going to take this call right now from area code 314. You're on the line. How are you? What's going on?
1: Oh, I'm sorry, it's Matthew again. But hey,
2: hey, what's I, going on, man? What what are your uh you wanna give us your thoughts about what what's been happening? Seeing Tom Beards on the screen and this whole quadrangle that we got going on with Sharon, Phyllis, Nick and Jack?
1: Yeah, I mean I'm just I mean, I just wanna say as a young and the restless viewer since like twenty years, I mean I am absolutely it's amazing. And other soaps need to take um Notes on how what YNR is doing. I mean how they're bridging old to new. And um I'm sitting here watching these old characters come back and uh it is absolutely I mean it just gives me a thrill to see that. So um soap operas are a dying breed. I mean let's be honest about that. And uh and hopefully all of them take notice of Y N R and what they're doing. And I mean, thank God for Maria Maria Bell that she is pulling this writing team together and, and, and saying a genre that is 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 just part of American culture. So that's all. I mean, I, I just wanted to add that. So I'm sorry I called that, but I wanted to throw that in there. So it,
2: it it just you know from just from observation alone, Maria Bell and all of her team. They don't play. They don't play around. They're no. They're they're in it to win it right now. They're in it to bring back the younger the restless as what it once was. I mean, Maria Isabel. She should know how to do that. So, <laughs> so seeing her being able to do that, that that's great. That's fantastic. And people are commenting in the chat room about Billy Miller and playing the role of Billy Abbott right now, one of the best recasts I think for this part.
1: Oh of course.
2: He's absolutely wonderful in this part. He was brilliant. Undeniably wasted on all my children. They didn't even know what to do with him. And now coming on to the young the Restless, he's a, he's just he's wonderful in this part. And yeah. you know, it's the same thing I said to John, he was wasted on Guiding Light can you imagine what they're going to be able to do for him when he comes on the on the wrestlers? It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. How much, yeah. how much fire they can bring into an actor. I actually started liking Constance Ford as Mackenzie.
1: I mean, for those of us, like, who have watched Young the Wrestlers since, um, like, Billy and Mac got together. I mean, when, 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 uh, Billy Tom and, uh, and they actually got together to play those roles. I mean, I'm watching it now, and I've looked past the actors, and it just it is so, it's cornerstone to, to everything. And, and, um, and, which, I mean, John Driscoll is, I mean, I, I hate to throw him in here right now because we're not really talking about him, but he is walking into the role of a lifetime. I mean, to walk into Philip Chancellor the Fourth, an iconic role into this soap, and to be able to, I mean, there's no history behind him, and to be able to, like, create this role. I mean, for any YNR viewer, it's, its I mean, you are in for a treat. And, um, I mean, I just wanted to throw that out, too. I mean, I think John Driscoll is... Unbelievable.
2: So what do you think about the whole, the whole Sharon, Jack, Nick, Phyllis thing that's going on right now? I have never liked Sharon more than I do now in this storyline, and that's saying a
1: lot. <laughs>
3: <That's> saying a <laughs> no, lot. I,
0: totally,
1: I totally agree with you because, I mean, I love Sharon Case, but she, um, right now, they have, I mean, again, writing staff, they have given her a role she can just, like, sink her teeth into. And she is showing what a wonderful actress she is, um, which I thought always thought she was, but she's blowing me away right now with with the storyline because it is actually such a pivotal storyline on how it's going to play out to, to Y&R. It's, my gosh, I mean, it's... <laughs> And, and she's, she's stepping up to the plate, and she's doing it very well. So I'm um, I I really for sh- happy for Sharon that she's able to showcase the talent that she has as an actress.
2: I just got a, I got a comment. I just read in the chat room about Brandon's buzz. God bless you. You made my night with that comment. A whole puppy, Sharon is. That's good. That's good.
0: <laughs>
2: Since that is what she is right now, but... I I love the whole puppy, so we're going to go ahead with that. I mean, okay. honestly, what what Sharon has been doing within the last several months with taking things and sleeping with Jack's little brother and not just sleeping with Jack's little brother, sleeping with Nick again. and I don't know. I'm ready for Phyllis and Nick to be over. That's just me. And... I agree. I agree with Brandon, I agree with you, Brandon. The new Mac is interesting. I think that um, I think she's doing a lot better now. I oh yeah. I think she is definitely going to be holding her own. But the thing I have to stress the most is change her outfits. Stop making <laughs> her look like she is like Butch. I <laughs> those of you who don't know, for, okay, let, let's explain this. For those of you who don't know why I said that you know she is uh, a lesbian in real life and it just seems by the outfits that they put her in make her look butch I'm like dude just because she's a lesbian doesn't mean she can't dress up sexy and like a woman
3: <laughs>
2: dress her up to make her look attractive don't make her look like butch and brazen nobody wants that and that that's my major and only gripe but other than that I like her in the role. I, I do like her in the role. It, it took me a little bit when I first saw her just to get a, a used to her. I'm still an Ash Bash fan. I love my Ashley Basham. I can't... Oh. Yeah. I can't... Uh, I can't forget <laughs> about Ash Bash. I love Ash Bash. I was crushing on her when she was on the part. But... And she did a fantastic job with McKenzie. And... Yeah. Even she could pull off sexy. When, and you know what I mean? And... They just don't seem to be doing that with the new McKenzie. I I just don't know why they're not trying to do that with her.
1: No, no. But, it's, you yeah. definitely have to look past, like, the actress, and, and and that's what I do. I pick her, actually, in that role because it is so, my gosh. I mean, when you talk about, and that's what's so brilliant about what's going on right now, how they're bridging the old to the new. They're passing the torch the new because because I mean let's face it Jeannie Cooper is not going to be there much longer and they need to you know do that to, to pass that torch and um that's just one example I mean how they're doing it and it's uh again it's the brilliance of the writing team um the Bell family for getting involved back into the soap um but it is definitely the crown jewel of what is out there right now on Soap Opera.
2: I agree with that. I agree with that. It's just what they're able to do right now, it's just amazing that other soaps are not following in their footsteps, in my humble opinion. And one of the things I definitely want to stress before we close out is that Why in the world did this show not get an Emmy on? I mean, it did not get any Emmy. For best drama, writing or directing, why didn't we get any of that? It was not anywhere to be seen. I'm just completely and utterly appalled that it didn't get any recognition that it deserved. I mean, first of all, I really want to say this. Brighton? I didn't like him that much when he was on Family Matters, either. I certainly don't like him that much in this part on The Young and the Restless. Especially with the fact that he got nominated, and he did nothing. What did he do?
1: Exactly, and you look at, like, Greg Rickard and what he did. I mean, I mean to me, he stands out as the most... And, and of course, Jeannie Cooper. I mean, my gosh, Jeannie Cooper, what she does... I mean, you look at, like, Marge and Catherine. I watched the show and saw two different people. So Jeannie Cooper, okay, put her aside. But Greg Rickert and what he did, oh, my God. I mean, it's just, it, he was robbed. He was
2: robbed. And they definitely should not have submitted the Paris episodes for the I Emmy mean, Nobs. That was undeniably, fantastically wrong <laughs> that was wrong on so many levels to be sending that for your Emmy Moms for best show if anything you should have been sending the K. Marge stuff that would have been different but sending the Paris material that had absolutely nothing to really be excited about and it proves one thing like Brandon just said I actually listened to his show with Michael Bruno um, when he had him on the show make sure you listen to that show by the way and the judges do watch the tapes. The judges must watch
1: the tapes. They didn't
2: pick y r for Best Show. They must watch the tapes and they sent in the Paris stuff.
1: That's sick. Yeah. Oh definitely. Definitely. So Nivelle, I really appreciate you taking me my call. I know I called <laughs> twice, but I just had like more stuff to say. But um I am been passionate about Yinar that um and I'm so, I mean, I'm just so passionate about soaps in general. I mean, they're they're an endangered species, and I just want, I mean, those of you who who support it and those who have their favorite shows, you really need to get behind those because it is, um, guiding light is should be a wake up call to all of us. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that in there. Sorry if I called.
2: No apologies necessary, absolutely. Call back in any time, all right?
1: So, okay, great. And all thank right. you, Navelle. I, I think this was a very worthwhile um topic for you to bring up tonight.
2: Thanks. You take care, yeah. all right? I'll talk to you soon. You,
1: you too. I'll talk to you all soon. Right. Bye. Bye. All
2: right, we got two minutes down to the wire, and I just... <laughs> You guys, you just brought up the One Life Listing. I I mean, I heard about what they submitted, and I won't even get, I won't even touch that one. But I will say that I don't know what Adam Walters was smoking when they submitted their scenes. But why are you going to submit scenes when you have Martha Byrne in them, and she's not even on the show anymore?
3: What does that tell you?
2: I'm sorry. But uh, <laughs> that that that's just a slap in the face to me. I, I mean, just to just to even hear about the fact that, I mean, I know Martha Byrne heard about it from what I understand, and just to hear about the fact that you're submitting scenes featuring an actress that's not on the show anymore and someone else is playing your part, that's a huge slap in the face. Huge slap in the face. I. It's a wonder why I still even watch the program and not watch it with contempt, but I do. But I'm going to leave with that one on that note before I decide to stay on here and talk about the hack job that Gene Pasinante and Chris Goutman is doing to this show. Instead of trying to work with it in order to save the program, they're just digging it in deeper into a bigger grave than what it already is. And suffice it to say as we'll turn this next on the chopping block. No matter what you think, it's going to be on the chopping block no matter what. And I just I just think with those two at the helm, they may not want it to survive. But that's just me. But that's where I'm going to end it on right now. And for those of you who like conversations like this, please hit me up with an email. I will do more shows like this if you definitely want them to be around. And I will definitely keep you guys in touch visit the website when we have our next upcoming show at buzzworthyradio.net. Make sure you guys check out Stardust Radio, Brandon's Buzz, TV Talk Radio, every Monday night with Dan Kroll on the Love Talk Radio Network. Check those shows out. They are awesome. And the new pincast every Saturday at 12 noon. From all of us here at Buzzworthy Radio, I'm Navelle J. Lee signing off. guys have a nice Memorial Day. See you guys next time. Take care.